welcome to episode four of this Growth Strategist chat series. I'm delighted to be joined today by none other than Teresa Lowe. Teresa, how are you? Hi, <laughs> Simon, how are you? It's great to meet you. And uh, we've just had a probably about a 30 minute chat before this. It's been <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> but, um, so, and, and I used to listen to you on the radio with the great George Hook. And, and, and you know, so you've had a, a, an amazing, very colorful career as an MC, moderator, media trainer through your business, Teresa Lowe Communications, former TV and radio broadcaster. You've been on RTE. You've met the most amazing uh, broadcasters. And you're also a barrister at law. So I think you're one of the few guests who's actually done more than me. <laughs> so it's, it's great to meet you. It's great to, it's great to meet you. And, um, it's so lovely to meet you. Yeah. So it would be great for the first maybe three to five minutes to maybe give an overview of you, your background, your career, and, and why it's been so varied and what you do today. Yes, well, you've kind of covered everything there with, with, <laughs> with that introduction, and I'm hugely flattered, flattered that you listened to me when I was on the George Hook show, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I suppose everything I've done, Simon, from the very get-go has been communications and communicating. Yeah. And it's funny, I started off in RT at the age of 20. Uh, when I was 19, I, woke, I was in UCD studying English and Greek and Roman civilization, and I was acting at the time, and I thought, God, I'm broke, I need some money. I'll go down to RT with my CV and see if they'll audition me for some of their plays, thinking yeah. it was that easy. This is great when you actually don't know an awful lot about something. You know, so, so very, very, I was very ignorant, but I walked in very confident at 19. And I walk into the drama department and I say, uh, I want to be an actress. And they nearly laughed, but there was a very kind lady there uh, who told me, you actually need to have, um, uh, to be a continuity announcer or you need an equity card. And, you know, if you were a continuity announcer, for instance, you'd have an equity card. And I said, what is a continuity announcer? So she explained to me that these are the people, it's, it's so alien now, of course. Yeah. These are the women normally, there were some men as well, that, that popped up in between television programs. And they'd say, a very good afternoon to you and welcome to RT. And now we have our main feature film or we have Bosco or we have whatever the heck. That's right. Yeah. And, um, so she had explained to me what that was. So I had a second CV on me. So I walked over to the main building in, in, in RT and I asked to see the, 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 the head of everything uh, and the head of presentation. And uh, that, that, that. so two people walked down the stairs. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And uh, the first thing I said to them was, I said, I would like you to have my CV. And I just want to tell you that it's my lifelong ambition to be a continuity announcer. Yeah. And they were very impressed. Uh, and and I obviously wanted to get into the, yeah. the roundabout way into the acting, but they, they liked me. They liked the fact that I was studying. They liked yeah. that I had confidence. It, 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 it taught me a very valuable lesson. Sometimes yeah. a job exists that hasn't been advertised. Yeah. So I created really the circumstances wherein I got a job then in RTE. Yeah. I had two things going against me. Uh, first of all, they said there isn't a position at the moment. I said, okay, I'll wait. And they said, uh, the, the, the lady who was in the, the group of people that met me said, your hair is very long. Uh, it was, I could sit on my hair, as they say at the time, she yeah. said, you'll have to get it cut. On my way home, I got my hair cut, which is <laughs> five years. And then nothing. And I rang them every week, every single week wow. for nine months. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, I think through desperation, they invited me in to a, a training session. It was with yeah. Richard Crowley as well, the, the really brilliant um, current yeah. affairs presenter. Two of us got a, a, an hour and a half of training and then I was thrown on. But, um, but that's, that's where I started. And yeah. I did that for six years. 
and I did various bits and pieces and telethons and all that kind of thing. And then an opportunity came up to present Where in the World. And Where in the World, remember this was back in those days, there were two channels. There was, uh, there was yeah. RT1 and Network 2. Yeah. So I, uh, through, through, through luck really, luck is a huge part in, in, in many broadcasters' careers, you know, being yeah. in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, George Hook is a, a case, uh, a, 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 an example of that as well. Yeah. Um, his, his career in broadcasting started at 57 and yeah. he was in the right place at the right time. But anyway, so Marty Whelan was given a, a, a job um, on Century Radio. And the position of, of host on Where in the World became vacant and I auditioned and I learned something then as well, which has stayed with me to now and helps me now with my communications training. Um, and it's about being prepared. Yeah. So that audition, I found out what the questions are, obviously what the answers are, a little bit of information around the questions that I could add a little bit of kind of context you know, kind of a, a seemingly off the cuff remark. Okay, um, I I put huge focus on on finding the right outfit. Yeah. And red, red is a fabulous color on camera. I made sure that my makeup was perfect. I had written all of my links to all of the rounds. I learned them off by heart. The whole thing was literally. I mean, I literally put my heart and soul into the preparing for this. I did not wing it. And so I, I, I and remember I'm six years in this place. So I'm seeing cameramen and I'm seeing floor directors turning around in shock when they see me doing this thing, because I look like I've been doing it for years, but it's just that I was prepared. I was yeah. really prepared that, and that, got That's really interesting because you talk about luck, but you really you're focusing on preparedness. And it's funny, yeah. I've just come off a mentoring session and I, I talk about, what I call strategic serendipity, right? And so, and, you know, for people like you and I and successful leaders, there is an element of luck, but they, they have awareness, they have resilience, they have perseverance, perseverance, and they also have this ability to demarcate between resilience and delusion, right? There are a lot of people who are delusional and keep pushing yes. away. Yes. And, and so all of those things together make up what I call strategic serendipity and therefore luck follows. And it sounds to me like very similar to me, you, you, there, there's no substitute for hard work and no. preparation. And you agree well, with the that? Harder, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Is That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so you but did that. In this business to, to be, um, you have to be very careful of being delusional. I'm thinking of the next gay burn or I your agree. next Marion Finucane. Um, because they're, they're, they are very special. I mean, there's nobody in the world like gay burn to yeah. who, who read a script and make it sound when you were listening to him on the radio as if you just thought of it. It was, it was yeah. such a skill. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, so, so, but, but certainly it's what is it? If you, if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you become an expert. Yeah. Certainly you can prepare. And, and, and that's, that's what we do with, with three slow communications. We help people, particularly now and in the current climate, yeah, yeah. we help prepare for online communications. And, you know, I, I, I think you're very expert in this and obviously you're, you're, you're an esteemed coach and, and, and mentor, Simon, um, but but how people come across online now is absolutely paramount. 
and, 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 and it is, uh, there are skills that you need for this. Simple yeah. things like before we, we, were, we, we started uh, uh, chatting to each other, I was making sure that, that, um, that, that the, you know, the position of my laptop, for instance, is okay. Yep. Because, you, you know, you don't want to frighten people. You know, it might be wild because people have seen me. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, and I'd like to have a fairly good image and feel, it makes you feel confident as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's yeah. a bit like, you know, you know, when I, I've spoken at keynote speeches and conferences and, and I've, I've learned over the years, you get better and better and you learn, when I do that now, I tend to try and give a bit of humor right up front. Because I, I like to see the yeah. audience laugh right at the beginning because then that, it gives me, it relaxes me. It gives me the feeling that they're disarmed and therefore psychologically I feel relaxed, you know, and it's a bit the same online. Like before I, I've, I've now interviewed nearly 30 gurus and thought leaders and amazing inspirers like you. And, but every time I make sure my microphone's set up, I test it. I make sure the broadband's working. I make sure it's definitely plugged in, yeah. even though I don't need to do that. If I do that, I just feel completely relaxed. So, so, so back to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to do that. So, so resilience has been a, a key part of your career. And, and so what are you focusing on today? Teresa Lowe Communications, but you're obviously you're still you're a barrister as well. More about Teresa Lowe Communications, yeah. I guess. So what, what would you say would be the main skills that you see that are, are required for good moderators and MCs? Good moderators and, and MCs. First of all, I want to say you, you, you made a point about making people feel, feeling relaxed and, and a bit yeah. of humour uh, and you break the ice and smiling is terribly important. Yeah. Smiling and that's what you do a lot of. But you've made me feel very relaxed because you've got a, a wonderful uh, a map of the world behind you there. And it makes me think of where in the world. And I wonder, have you always had that or are you just using it for, 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 because I'm, I'm here? No, it's funny. You're the, you're the second out of 30 guests who are asked. And the, the, the last one was, I think it was Chester Elton. Right? It was an amazing Canadian yeah. guru a couple of weeks ago. I heard, I heard the... the, yeah, the and, I and so that map is a map. It's not, it's not my business trips. It's where my family, my wife and two daughters have been on holiday. So the white, the white dots are where the four of us have been together. The green ones, I think, just my wife, et cetera, et cetera. And it's very meaningful for me. And I only put that down there, there during lockdown because we can't fly there anymore. So and yeah. It's great to have a personal touch behind, you know. So travelled, well travelled you all are. Where in the world of the Hague family? Fantastic. Yeah, my, <laughs> age, my my younger daughter Alice, by the age of eighteen, had been to thirty six countries. I'd been to one by the age of eighteen. But anyway, oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, 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 wow. back to, so back to those calls. Well, the moderating, the, the, the and, and emceeing. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's about being prepared. You know, it is really about being prepared. So I might sound a little bit over the top here, but this is what I do when I'm asked right. to, to, to MC or, or to moderate in particular. So your job is to be, to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Whoever is, is, has given you this opportunity. Yeah. So you've got four panellists. I tend to get a lot of work with, with, with women panellists and women's events and, uh, and corporate uh, uh, events as well. But particularly, say for instance, women, International Women's Day. Yeah. I do a number of events around that time. So I make it my business to find out a few things. Say I've got four panellists. And I, I'm not going to waltz in on the day and have bios handed to me. I have those emailed to me in advance. I ask with the permission of the participant, whoever's going to take part, uh, if I can call them. And I call them. And you know the phrase, talk for Ireland? We yeah. do that for about an hour at least. And I get to know, I, I'm just literally asking them to tell me everything about themselves and about yeah. their career. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or, or, or the themes that are going to come up on the night of the... Of, of the, yeah. the the, the, the event so 
by the time by the time I see them in the flesh, yeah. I get hugs. This is pre-pandemic, obviously. Yeah. It's like I, I know them for years. Yeah. I know what their strong points are. I know where they're really going to shine. And that's my chief job as a moderator, to yeah. make my panellists shine and to make this not only entertaining, but absolutely educational and inspiring to the people that are attending the event. Yeah. So... So I literally do that. I spend all that time researching it. I then, if I don't know the room, I try to make my business to go there and see what the layout is like. I do the same. Where I'm going to, where we're going to be sitting, uh, what sort of um, sound system are we going to use? Are we, are we, you know, using headphones? Is, is it wireless mics? What, 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 what is the setup? Yeah. Um, and even things like you know, make sure that there's water there. Now, a tip that I often give to people who are going to, to speak is please don't have freezing cold water. Yes. It's going to make your throat seize up and yeah. you don't have a very hot drink either. Tepid water is the best thing to have at an event like that if you're going to be speaking and if you're going to be contributing. And I make my business as a moderator. The emphasis is not on me. I'm going to warm up the crowd. I'm going to say hello. And we're going to have a bit of chit chat and, 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 you know, we'll have a laugh and all of that sort of thing. Then we get down to business. Then I need to make sure that the panelists are completely engaged and they're engaged with what everything else with everything else that's going on as well, yeah. with what the other panelists are saying. And I encourage them when I, when I do my preparation with them to jump in as well. You know, yes. if somebody's made a point that they'd like to kind of follow up on. So you get this fantastic situation where the panelists, we're, we're all so at ease with each other. The audience are loving it because you can't fool an audience. Yeah. And some of them paid good money to come to this event yeah. and, and, and they, want to, they want to learn and they want to be inspired. Um, so so I, I always insist on, on huge audience participation as well. And we have a bit of crack and I sometimes pretend to do, to, I, I pretend to put on my, my, my big shoulders from my quiz show days. And I, I might ask a little question at the end for, for a quiz prize. And, yeah. you, know, you know, you do everything to, to, you do everything to make it smooth, seamless, yeah. Um, uh, inspiring people will learn from it that yeah. they go away you know I, I've seen young women come to events like that and you know that they're going off with a structure in their head about yeah. how they're going to approach work how they're going to speak up for themselves for instance at work you know yes. nicely without insulting anyone yeah, yeah. Um, we, we find and I have found over the years that women tend to do really good thorough brilliant work but they tend not to you know, brag about it. They tend not to say, actually, it's my idea and I did that. So I kind of, I try to encourage at events like that. And we, we, we have that as part of the discussion that, that they will claim ownership of, of this idea and let the people that are, that are influential in the, in the organization, whatever, let them know that that was, was, yeah. you know, their, their baby. I can tell you love that process of moderating. And, and I, I have, a, I have the same feeling and, and for me, you know, we all have our own personal stories. Like, you know, we have all the LinkedIn version of us and then we've all had our own traumas and our own catastrophes in life. Everybody has, right? And I have, and only this year am I starting to tell some of the stories that I've, some of my recovery stories and some of the trauma I've been through, right? And so, because we're human beings, we've all been through yes, that. Yes, absolutely. And, and for me, I don't know whether I'm going to put this in the right way, but but what I'm finding that I love doing when I'm talking to people on these podcasts is connecting to their soul as much yeah. as their brain, right? Because we are all vulnerable in our I own way. And, and do you do you consciously do that, or do you 
Are you very careful about moving into that more personal side when you're moderating? Well, I think the personal side it could be the highlight of the night. I know. You know, I, ha I had uh, I had a, a wonderful woman panelist uh, speak at one of these events about, and, and again, this was this was information that I that I elicited from her by talking to her for an hour on the phone. And yeah. um, she said, you know, when I went back to work after having my baby, uh, I I had, you know, I was out for for eight months, and then I went back. And it was crushing me. But she said, I am nailing my work at the moment. And she said, my manager told me she's never seen anything like, like it, that my productivity levels are through the roof. And she said, I came to the, 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 the really significant conclusion that if I'm going to not be with my baby eight hours a day, yeah. I'm going to make those eight hours count. Yeah. And I'm going to be brilliant. And I'm going to just, you know, really shine. And that's what she did. And... So it, it, from somebody who, who confessed to feeling, um, you know, upset about the thought of, of, of leaving her baby, yeah. uh, worried about it, you know, you're, 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 you're always juggling, but she decided to put her heart and soul into work. If she's going to be working, then she was going to make it count. Yeah. And so, so sometimes, you know, when you are vulnerable, I mean, look, I mean, in America, um, I think there are certain banks, I could be wrong, but I think there are certain banks and organizations that will only invest in somebody who's been bankrupt a few times because yeah. they learned if you, do, if you if you have a cosseted life and nothing goes wrong you haven't learned much it does because it does eventually you know I agree. I agree. And, and we all we all have to we all have to we, we all go through i mean i i've had triumphs i've had very serious lows yeah. but I, I i wouldn't be without any of it because it's part and parcel of making me the person that I am today exactly. and I'm that person then that can help somebody else and inspire somebody else and take the fear out of public speaking which is our mission in free yeah. slow communications we just want to viscerate the fear that people have about public speaking I think yeah. it's in the state that the number one fear is is um the number one fear is public speaking second fear is death you know it just oh, no. just shows you how, how frightened people are of doing this and it needn't be frightening oh, at all it's like the moderating it's like the, the any kind of public speaking you need to prepare you yeah. need to be think yourself confident think you're talking to a welcoming audience believe you're talking to a welcoming audience have a persona which is you but yeah. it's a more confident version of you you yeah, know yeah an unflappable you doesn't matter what they're going to throw at you you know you're going to be able for this and you keep smiling and yeah. smiling is huge like i tell everyone i have people i don't want to be smiling too much i'm going to look like a ninny and i'm going to look yeah. silly no you won't because if you smile the audience the people that you're connecting with they're going to smile back at you Absolutely. if they smile at you they're listening to you and yeah. isn't that what you want, you want exactly 93 percent of communication is in is in the body language facial expressions yeah. hand so just moving on in the last five minutes or so, obviously this year is a year that we're never going to forget. Like probably the first time that 7 billion people won't forget this year. And it hasn't been a great year. Okay. But, but positive has always come out. I think, yeah. how do you see the media news industry and, and at the same time coaching and training in that industry being impacted by what we're going through now? Well, we're not going to focus on the negatives because there've been terrible, terrible um, yeah. aspects of this of this 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 whole situation. But th there've been some great upsides as well, and one of them is that 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 you know we're 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 all much more media savvy, yeah. and we're all doing Zoom calls. Yeah. We're all becoming aficionados at this. Yeah. And I don't think I had heard of Zoom five months ago, no. and 
and and and you know that there's there's wonderful and on the negative side you know talking about media you know uh we've seen an explosion of of things like photographs of doctors looking you know absolutely exhausted in corridors yeah. you know on instagram and facebook and, and people are, are relying on that as a source of news and it's not that yeah. has nothing to do with the pandemic so so we need to learn and remember and recognize that we only rely on reputable sources uh yeah. for, for our news but 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 in terms of the the um the, the you know i mean the zoom and and and, and the the technology the technology is fantastic it's yeah. really fantastic mm -hmm. i mean you're you're you know, your phones as well. If you want to zoom on your phones, the quality is fantastic. Yeah. In fact, my laptop is much more flattering than my phone. You might see more wrinkles if I was using my phone. I'm using my laptop here. But but um, with leadership and with training and with all of those sort of things, well, first of all, I, I, I think nearly everything I'm doing now, apart from my work in court, everything is online. Yeah. And I think leaders need to recognize now that they they should make the most of their human capital yep. and isn't it far better to have somebody who's working for you um who's being productive at home 40 percent of people would prefer to stay you know working remotely working from their home rather than 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 being stuck in a car for three hours every day how are you going to be productive in your car you know and I, I, I have a feeling that when we look back on this we're going to analyze all this in a few months time and look yeah. back and reflect that we're going to find that that people have been more productive yeah. and hugely productive and they're used and, and these are people that haven't had childcare, so they're looking after their kids as well yeah. so i think employers need to and for, for leaders and and i know you spend a lot of time talking about leaders and and you're focused on leaders they should really they need to focus on the the, the mental health the yeah. wellness of their employees really care and, and it's, it's, it's not just because they'll be more productive they really need to care yeah. and they need to look at you know doing a blend of things like maybe a couple of days working from home yeah there's sometimes where it'd be very important to be in the office or to have a meeting there's also virtual offices as well yeah. um so so I, I i i think the world has really changed and in some ways for the better and i think we can all be more productive uh, you know, and we have. I mean, I've came. I came home from court today. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. You know, yeah. if we had, if I had to go somewhere to meet you, I might have been able to do. I can do it now because we're on Zoom. I know. You know, I know. It, it's amazing that, and you can almost, you can actually focus more in a funny kind of a way because there's no distractions. We're for, we're we're facing each other directly. So, and yes. funny, I, I I think it was Ted Rubin, CMO of Photify, who I spoke to a couple of months ago and he said i think it was him that in some respects it, it's it's almost easier to build trust online than face to face because you you and i have already looked at each other on you know on linkedin etc etc so that, yes that, a lot of those niceties that you have to build up face to face are done yeah you know? so i do think there are positives that, that are going to come out of this and I think it, right. here's another thing i mean yeah. neither of us have looked at our phones once during this this, wonderful. this conversation <laughs> it's wonderful. Now, if we were having a coffee and having a business meeting you'd be looking yeah. at your phone to see if, if your car park charge has, has run I out or, or or somebody sent you an email you're, you're right i mean you can you totally can focus and okay. um and, and that, that's all for the better so there, there have been there's, there's been huge we're we're doing i mean we're we're our our work at the moment as i say in terms of communications it's all online yeah. um we're we're and everybody has to be online i think at the moment you know we're we're, we're also training 
um, executives to to make really good videos, and we're we're doing the the, the whole package for them. Yeah. Where, where they're communicating, making videos for their employees yeah. uh, for recruitment, and and it, you, you know it's giving them skills as well, and these are valuable skills, you know, because it's very it, it's 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 very difficult actually, unless you're a natural and and you 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 have that you're a broadcaster as well, Simon. So so and, and you're a very smiley uh, chap, and and and, all, and you have the charm and you have the the intelligence, but 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 some people need to learn how to be effective communicators online, never yeah. mind you know, in the flesh. And I think it's a different set of skills to, to meeting somebody in, in the flesh. And yeah. I think, and as you're absolutely right, your body language is terribly important. You know, like it, for, for instance, in, in a job interview, I think it's 70% yeah. of, the, of, of people who are successful or 70%, the, the, the people that succeed and get the jobs, 70% yeah. of it was in relation to their body language, the great body language. Exactly. There was a study in America where uh, I think there were 12 people being interviewed for a job and you had the interviewer and you had an observer in a room outside with, 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 with a, a window yeah. who could see everything but couldn't hear anything. And at the end of the, the, the interview process, the interviewer and the observer picked the same person uh, as the successful candidate. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, as I say, down to 70% down to, to body language. Definitely, definitely. So, so just to, to wrap up, if, if you were going to whisper two or three words of wisdom to a young, the younger Theresa Lowe, right? So if you were starting out now in the media, moderating... I'd say, don't do it! <laughs> after that, after saying, don't do it, what, what, to really to comfort you and, and to give you the best opportunity, what two or three words of wisdom would you give? Well, you, you really hugely remind me of myself because you, ha you had a plethora of careers as, as I did as well. I mean, I, I, I think the best education of all is learning from our mistakes. And yep. I think we're the sum of our parts. And I was that, that aspiring actress, the student, yeah. the community announcer, the TV presenter, the radio presenter, the communications uh, advisor, the, the barrister for 23 years. I'm the sum of all of my parts. I've had triumphs, I've had tragedies, I've had you know, highs and lows, and I wouldn't be without any of it because as I said to you earlier, it makes you the person that you are. So don't regret anything and look exactly. forward, always be curious. So I, I would finally say, you know, um, keep the faith, um, keep hopeful and keep grateful. You know, yes. I think gratitude is very important. Gratitude, that's a perfect way to end. I think gratitude is probably the key. You know, I mean, we, we have two choices. We can either wake up grumpy or we can wake up grateful. And yes. nobody, nobody out there is there to save us. We can only mind ourselves. So I think that was a wonderful way to, to, to end the conversation. I've really, I've really enjoyed this. We've been talking, <laughs> been talking for an hour it's overall. Been such a pleasure. And uh, so how, how do people find more about Teresa Lowe Communications and your work? Well, they can do what, what you did. They can contact me through LinkedIn. I'd be delighted yeah. to hear from them. Um, and LinkedIn is a, this wonderful tool and we're all using it so so capably at the moment it's it's it's, it's a wonderful networking tool um so linkedin at uh, treesalo.ie that's Teresa with a h and low yeah. with an e uh, that's my website or tlo at treesalo.ie is my email address and look we, we we all can be found we're all <laughs> available and i would be delighted to hear from from, from people that are interested in primarily becoming uh, very effective communicators and so that I could help them lose the fear from That's public great. speaking because That's nobody needs to be frightened of, of, of speaking in public. Perfect. 
it's been wonderful talking to you and thanks so much for your time and and i know we're going to keep in touch and uh, and and thank you thanks again thanks again it's been wonderful and and I, it really I, I and i'm still very drawn to your your uh your, your board back there i can't believe your daughter is 18 has seen 36 countries. I'm doing something wrong here. You should write a book on that. <laughs> she probably could write a book on it. <laughs> anyway, it's been great. Thanks so much, Simon. Thank you. Thanks, bye. Great talk. Take bye. care. Bye-bye.